Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Well, how do Welcome to Get This Shit. That was lovely. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I am Cassie, one of your hosts. And then over here in front of me and in your earballs is my fabulous co-host, Kaylee. Hello. How are you doing, love? Doing great, babe. Good, good. We uh, It's been a minute since we did our little, little thing about this. Chit and chat. Our little chit chat. See, senorita, it has. It has. I've, uh, I've missed it. Me too. You've been a busy turtle. Uh, I have. Like, adulting and shit. You are. It's fucking weird. I, I actually, uh, for the first time in my life, traveled for a job. Ugh, amazing. Yeah. Like, I've had previous jobs where they were like oh no you know we'll get you to travel like mm, i'll mm-hmm, fucking talk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the other day my manager was like who wants to go to boise idaho and my hand sh- shot up and he goes you don't even know what for and i was doesn't matter doesn't matter absolutely does Look not matter you. yeah it's a little bit. yeah uh, how many days notice um i found out monday i had tuesday and wednesday off and i left thursday jesus yeah so, and That's I was nuts. like, okay, I'm not checking a I bag. Cool I was enough to do that. <laughs> I was so excited. It's my one opportunity. I, yeah, <laughs> I was girl. Fucking figure it out. Yeah, get your shit. Uh, so I took my two days off and spent the entire time packing and getting ready because yeah. I was like, oh shit, I have no TSA. Yeah, I don't have TSA approved shit items. Bitch, I'm I am just sh- thinking about this. I know you do. I should have. Well, I didn't even fucking volunteer. I literally have fucking scores. It's fine. I'm sorry. I'll need them again. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. I got well, you. I mean, Next I'll need time. stuff again. Guys, help me remember. <laughs> I literally had like just those three little bitty tubes, shampoo, sure, sure. conditioner, and body wash, and just threw it. Made it work. Made it work, man. All right, Tim Gunn. I know. So but I wasn't what about did... to check a bag. Oh, my God. Because it was going to be $30. $30 is cheap. For Number one. one. If you have to. Yeah. yeah what happened some... to the first one being free? Some are on some airlines. It just depends what airline you fly. Number two. Some cost $65 Ugh. for the first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. So, so, no, I was not checking any sort of back. So I was like, I'm going to make no, this ma'am. as. How many pairs of shoes did you take with you? Uh, do flip flops count? No. Okay. Because because uh, then two. Two pairs of shoes and flip flops. <laughs> okay. And one of them were like little ballet slippers. Get. Are you fucking joking? Like no. flats? Yeah. Like little flats. No support. Nah. Okay, so she's mad at me, and I understand. I'm really bad about, like, actual shoes. I'm going to go buy shoes, I promise. Yeah, you are. You were. She was just singing about it, to be honest. I I literally went to Cassie, and I was like, I think I have flat feet. 
And so we did the little test where you dip your foot in like water and step on it. Apparently they're not flat. Not at all. I had no idea. Fucking Fred Flintstone over here, my guy. And then Kaylee is over here with her fucking Legolas feet. Tiny elven fucking dainties. Fuck. Fucking fairy feet. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm getting better. probably have. A touch of the plantar fasciitis. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. I'm falling apart. You are. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm getting older. I found that and out when I traveled on an airplane for an extended period of time. And I was oh. like, oh, my back hurts. <laughs> my bones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kids, you got to move. My back hurts. I need, Mama needs to stretch. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, I mean, come on. When did that, when did this happen? Listen, I just, <laughs> as we were talking about it, I stretched and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to take my after <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to drug up at break. Uh yes, I'm okay with that. All right. Always cool. okay with drugging up. Oh at yeah, break. perfect. Let's be honest. Oh Lord. So what did you do while you were out there? How long uh, were you out there? So I got out there Thursday afternoon and then I got back late Monday night. Like Oof. like almost midnight wow. on Monday. Uh, I was out there to basically just help out. They're opening up like a new concept for a store. It's like an outlet version of us. Cool. A lot of shit like furniture you can just take with you and returnables and yeah, like fabbed. Yeah. So basically just find a bunch of bulk items that anything they can get their hands on and they're like, all right, put it in here. And people just pick up dining chairs and take them off the floor. Cool beans. It's a cool concept for sure. I like I would absolutely shop there for cheaper shit. hundred percent. Next time I'm coming back with a U-Haul. Exactly. It wasn't so <laughs> fucking far away. No um, kidding. So but they really just needed someone. They just need bodies out there to help out. Dang, so just short staffed. Just very short staffed and trying to get, get their store manager left. And Oof. apparently a couple people were just popping out babies at the same time. Ooh. So you know how it goes. Yeah. Them, them pandemic babies. Them yes. They're, they're starting to come back around. Panda babies. Uh, it's starting, it's starting round two. You're about to be that time. <laughs> 2.0. Uh, but our, our owners live out there on like, um, like a big, basically farm. Uh, we call it a compound because like his dad yes. lives with him. I love this. Um, so they're in there all the time. So because a bunch of us flew in from all different parts. All yeah. We got to go to a really nice dinner. I had Prosecco. Mm. Mm, fancy. Uh, and really good Italian food. Apparently Norwegians like Italian food. Love it. I love know. this. But it was delicious. I'm so glad. Yeah, I felt really adults. I bet. It was fun. Actually, uh, officially the furthest west I've ever traveled. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. Yeah. I love that. And I'm also never moving out there. Yeah. There, nothing's Nothing is legal. Surrounding states, it sounds very similar, but surrounding states. Legal beagles. Legals. Uh, they don't even have Delta 8 out there. Not they fri- have- Oh, not friendlies. No. Oh. No. For s- being at such a high altitude. Exactly. They're not very elevated. Not very elevated at all. It's very disappointing. Um, I think one of the girls even said they don't sell alcohol on Sundays. Like Damn they used to be here. Odd. Yeah. So uh, sucks to suck. So while it was fun, I don't think that will be our next location. Uh, I can understand that. It was I very did, pretty. 
you did send me a couple of photos. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. I confess to Kaylee that I just thought it was one giant potato. Like, uh, I mean, not to no offense, I've only driven through it to be honest. And you when were very I lived in Washington young. State, but yeah, and you were pretty young at that time too. Yeah, nine, eight, nine. Yeah. No, I, I went to the Corn Palace in Nebraska. Stop it. It was fucking sick, dude. It was dope. I want to go back. The Corn. Okay, so Girl Strip. Oh, my God, yes. Because there's also Bear Country, USA. Oh, God. And then Yellowstone is along the way. Jellystone is on the way. Um, I'm sure that there are other attractions that I don't know about because Mount Rushmore is now off the list because... I'm good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. Fucking good. Yeah. No. Um, uh, send us yeah. ideas. Yeah. Send, oh, my God. Yeah. Please. I've never been to Wyoming. Me neither. Montana. Ooh. I've heard Montana is really I've pretty. I've heard Montana's gorgeous. I've never been there. We should go to Montana. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I approve. I approve. I approve. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Girl trip. Oh, my God. Can we just get like a little. I don't know how we do, but can we get one of those little vans? Yeah, I totally understand record, what you're saying. One hundred and ten percent. Oh my god! It ta- yes, a two week vacation, but mm-hmm. we won't. We'll do ten days because you know we'll need. I need time to recover. Yes. I found this out. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, now I'm medicated, so this trip will be Ooh. completely different. Done. All right. Vivance is a game changer. <laughs> I think my cat is fucking destroying something. I, I in the think living your. Room. I think your cat probably Nicholas. wants in the door. Oh. Yeah. Hello? Come here. Hello? If you're coming, come. Close it. Stupid. Oh, God. Dumb. Or the cat pushed, the cat pushed it. Yeah, sure. he sure did. He totally did. Well, speaking of cats, yeah. um, I want to tell you guys and share with you. It's going to be real brief. We'll talk about it in, in another episode as well because there will be a time that I can't shut up about it, but now is not that time. Um, This past week, Sam and I had to put Rocky asleep. Um, He has not been well. No. We have tried and tried and tried everything. Yes, you did. And you know what? He got you through your surgery. He was like, all right, now she's good. Now she's rocking and rolling. I'm going to take a nap. Really, really long nap. So um, we uh, miss the loving shit out of that little dude. And he's definitely on to the great catnip. And I mean, I'm hoping there's human catnip. The great (laughs) catnip in the sky. That is the best that I've heard. Uh, I want just like a picture of... Like instead of a pot leaf, like a catnip leaf, which kind of <laughs> it looks like pot leaves. They're okay, super similar. they're very similar. And I want it like up in the sky, like kind of lit from behind with like rainbows yes. shooting out of it or yes. whatever. And then just like little cats all around it. All the ones that so have listen, come in and gone it from our lives. I told Sam that I want a sweatshirt uh, with rock on it. Yes, I have a vision. <laughs> So we have catnip leaves, right? Right, yes. In the sky, like superimposed, and then rainbows, you know, translucent, whatever going on, right? And then like Biggie Smalls, I have this double-chinned fucking picture of Rock, and it's him Uh, as an angel in the sky. Big ol', yes. Yeah, just 
I have pictures of him at, when he was fat. He was a chunk. Oh, you he fattened the shit out of that yeah. cat. He, he was ab- real skinny when we got him. He deserved it. He, he did. deserved to be fat and happy. Girl, everybody deserves to be fat and happy. Everyone. You can slim down. down. But yeah, um, my uh, soul has been torn from my body. My heart is broken. And um, hopefully it'll get better. Because uh, I did post about him on Instagram. So if you want to know some more thoughts about yeah, him. Yeah. I want to see some real cute pictures of him. I'm not done posting. but So cute. My favorite so far is the one with the shot glass on his head. Mm. Because he looks so indignant. And that was just like always how he looked. My little road I warrior mean, kitty. He had the best resting bitch face. Like it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. And I was like, I'm going to leave gasoline for a minute. Yeah. I get it. It. Uh, I will literally not want anyone to talk to me, to touch me, to even come near me. I mean, in all fairness, for the most part, I usually don't want people to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for uh, sure. like in an excessive amount. I get it. Yeah. Uh, my soul is sad. Mm-hmm. Then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to have to be because I don't know how to do anything without him. Yeah. And I know that that's very melodramatic and people are like, ah, but I know that there are people who understand as well. He was more than, he was a familiar Mm -hmm. and it's just so much different. It's a soul bond and I cannot explain it. If you don't get it. Just don't you don't get, get it. it. Maybe so. one. I hope one day you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love yeah. and light. And I hope you all feel the good soul bombs. Yes. Yeah. I hope you open yourself up to that. But for now, he the Dementors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, it can't all be doom and gloom. Uh, no, he it can't. The good times. He was. Um, uh, I Sam and I did go camping. Yes, you did. I can't remember. I don't think that we've uh, talked about it. I don't think so. So either. we'll just make it real brief. Uh, we went camping with uh friends and fans of the show, Jackie and Eric Smith. Well, awesome. What? You guys are great. Thank you so much for a lovely time. Their kids came with them. We had a great fucking time. Good. It fucking rained, of course. Of it's camping. course, it's <clears throat> rained, but they are the best people to ever go camping with. They had so many tricks, so many treats. Oh, I am going the there in a zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, they're definitely stop one. They are we gather oh, our fucking roving our, gang. Yes, our Mad Max gang. Yes, yes. They will help us survive. Without yes. them, we would not. No. no, 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 no. So we had so much fun. So like, you want me to light a fire? Where's <laughs> great? Bring me a flame. Yeah. Like, I mean. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so much fun and good. I can't, I'm so glad. I can't say enough. Uh, you were telling me stories. It was adorable. They are like a plus. There's they're great parents. A plus. The kids are so smart and. They communicate so well, and Jackie and Eric just treat them like fucking humans. Because they are. Yeah, man. Like, it's so weird. Like, if you just treat your kids like a human know, being, the humans yeah. That they are. They're fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not great. really that pleasant of a person to go camping with because, That's I mean, true. I'm fine for a while, for a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a two, 
two night max person. Two night max, three days. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can confirm. Yes. Once I get tired, I'm going to start crying. Like, I mean, yeah. like the kid. I mean, I'm going to get angry. Okay. I'm going to get fussy. Get the fuck away from me. Yes. Yeah. So I'm loving i love the fact they that did a great, they can just I, they all go out and job. do it and i mean whenever somebody can they be had my feelings parents? i i asked jackie if she could adopt me okay so jackie i'm, I'm included waiting. with that because i'm her sister yeah so. i mean comes with the territory comes yep oh <laughs> uh, what else oh my god i did want to tell you about oh no the other weekend we went with some friends to a small Super locally owned one room theater. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and bum, I didn't in know a those were still thing. Yeah, so the town that Katie and I mostly grew up in, we had one. It was called the Royal. Mm-hmm. We called it the Rat Hole, and uh, it's great. It was wonderful. My it mom got would us, give us it, ten bucks, yeah. and we could get snacks. We got two tickets, and we got snacks. So whatever. Any hoozles, this place is great, and we got. Two large drinks and a large popcorn for $10. That's insanity. It was great. And a large candy. Some peanut M&M's for two bucks. Love peanut M&M's. I know, me too. And we went and saw Monster Squad. Love. Classic. Classic. If you've never seen it, it is the Goonies, but with Frankenstein, Dracula, a mummy, and a werewolf. Love it. (laughs) So that's pretty much it. It was a great movie. I highly recommend you watch it. So before the film even starts, it it's real hometowny, okay? And like I like commercials for local girl, not even fucking commercials. This is live. We have an oh. MC. We have dressed up in costume uh, oh, assistants. Oh no! Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So this thing pretty large i'm not even gonna estimate how many seats there were over a hundred okay okay fair the guy who is emceeing the event he is an older gentleman and he has a sexy ass voice and i'm like all right MC, i love it i I gave him some name and uh, was talking with our friend mc big daddy uh something voice daddy or something so i'm cracking fucking shitty jokes the whole time right there is a bunch of call and response nonsense during the pre-movie events, which includes raffle. What? Yes. So there were many raffle prizes, uh, like three or four of them. And then they did who came from the farthest to watch the movie. And you got a little prize. Did you win? Oh, fuck no. Someone came from like L.A., Holy shit. Yeah, they were home visiting. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. They've had people from other countries in this like bumfuck Indiana town. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, Ravel and then that. And then, oh my fucking God. So, the best part of the whole thing, which I found out after I knew that we were going, is that local Indiana legend Sammy Terry was the fucking host. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. Yes. What? It was so fucking cool. It wasn't the original cemetery because I f- didn't fucking know he fucking died. But anyway, it it was the persona of Sammy Terry and uh, he did a great um, fucking job. Impersonator. Okay. He made some of the crudest fucking jokes and uh, like jokes that didn't land except for me. Right. And right. Oh, it was just so good. If you don't know who Sammy Terry is, he's like a ghoul 
late night variety shitty public access tv host basically yeah but a fucking legend and he's a legend and we grew up with him because i don't know my especially during spooky season yes my grandpa showed me sammy terry so any hoozles that was fucking great look him up on youtube i'm sure you can find oh i'm sure if you're interested well i'll link it we'll do that uh (laughs) let me note it any hoozles so call and response stuff i'm like i fucking feel bad like i because i don't know like what to say (laughs) you know (laughs) and then right before the movie they play a commercial Mm -hmm. version-ish of the national anthem shut up nope what Mm -hmm. it was just i mean it was a short film for the national anthem. They they played the national anthem before the movie. The, before the movie. Not I mean, before the baseball game. Nope. Uh, the movie. Before a movie in a small town. Yeah, it well, small town, Indiana. I looked at my friend and I was like, I am used to some small town shit. Yeah, you are. This is small. Yeah. I never. Yeah. And like everyone started to stand up and I was just like, oh, I didn't realize that we were going to be drawing lines in the sand oh, at this event. Oh, you know. Yeah. No. I mean, I re- I remain <clears throat> seated because I've remained seated since I was 16 years old in high school. And I remember getting into many arguments about it. And I was like, I just don't want to stand up and say it. Yeah. Like, I just don't have to. And, like, my opinion and my thoughts and values It is what whatever, it is, but no, you don't have to do anything you yeah, don't fucking do. Yeah, they weren't evolved then enough to explain it like I could now. Yeah. But you said, Either I boil way. it down, I don't fucking have to. Yeah. And so I, don't I was like, to. oh, man, this could be really awkward. I was like, man... All of a sudden, I hope Cassie's getting real cool. That was what I thought. Yep. All of a sudden, Cassie's getting taken to some small town jail, yes. and she calls me all because she didn't stand up. Yeah. Oh yeah, because a hundred percent. Yeah, because I fucking shot my mouth off. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Yep. And then fucking. Oh, I am fully fully yeah, aware no. that if you ever no, end everyone, up in jail, I, nobody said anything. Everyone oh. was cool. I and my faith in humanity was restored by five percent. Yeah. I'm so glad. And then the movie was fucking great, and we had a wonderful time. It was great. Love it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking Indiana. I know. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Speaking of small towns, though. Yeah. You went trick-or-treating. I did. We went Into back to your hometown. Yeah, back to my hometown. I'm always going to call it your hometown, even though it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. It's close enough. You were there for so long. And like, yeah, I feel we like I grew time. up there. I grew up there, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they have good trick-or-treating. They um, have amazing trick-or-treating. We met at my parents' house and my friend Haley mm. and her boyfriend Thomas and our goddaughter Rowan The came. baby. Not a baby anymore. She's but not a baby. She's always our baby. Yeah, she is. And they were so cute. Uh, Haley's makeup was on point. She was a little deer. Thomas was a hunter. And then Rowan was a werewolf. Uh, She kept howling all night. It It was so freaking funny. She reminds me so much of you when we were growing up. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure you did walk down the street howling. And it didn't even have to be Halloween. Yeah, no. No, I'm sure howling was one of the only, one of the many things that I <laughs> screamed out in the street. Probably. Yeah, man. She got her goddamn bag broke. 
you know? Yeah. Got a shit ton of candy. A lot of full sizes. People were had cider and like all this, like Damn. doing fires. Yeah, man. Tiny hometown Love shit. That small town shit. Love man. that small town shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time I got home from work, Trick or Treater was already in full swing, like full swing. So I had to dodge children on the street. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't hit any. You should be really proud of me. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, so I, I could barely even get into my driveway. That's funny. But we did not do any kind of candy or anything this time around because we have a house full of animals crazy animals two dogs and uh it was also cold outside so i wasn't going to sit outside to hand out candy so it's not really worth it just sorry i understand and honestly from the bags that they were walking down the street with they were not hurting they weren't hurting that neighborhood is massive bank it's huge that's nice and like it's kind of the area where I feel like a lot of people try to outdo each other because even yeah. just seeing like the lights yeah. down the road, I'm like, oh, they're like trying to be the best house. Yeah. So they're giving out king size candy bars. I uh, Those kids were fine. <laughs> I saw on my chatter page where Sam and I live that some guy turned his backyard into a haunted backyard. I love it. And was inviting it. everyone to come through on. Uh, I think he did it for two weekends. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. That's it awesome. It was really cool. The pictures he put up were fucking banging. I am sad I didn't get to go like haunted housing this year. Uh, we went to Indiana Fear Farm. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fucking sweet. Had yeah, a good time. That one's a good one. Is that the Anderson one? Or no, is that the other one? it's out in the fucking boondocks. One of the girls went to the one that's up in Anderson. Uh, Indy, Indy Scream Park. Park. Yes. But she went... Because we have weird days off because we work weekends. Yeah, yeah. So she went like a Tuesday evening. Love it. She goes, there was, you know, like nobody there. Yeah. Not even the ones, you know, normally there's people hanging out in costumes yes. trying to, not even those. They didn't have all their no. haunters. They didn't have anyone there. And she's like, yes, I was kind of mad. I spent like $90 Ooh. to do this. What the fuck? It's a lot. I know it's many different things. It but is. Like, it's a bunch of different nah, ones. I'd be real fucking and Maybe it wasn't too. 90 bucks, but it was still a lot of money. It. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put it past put it them. Past? Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah, not yeah. since she went on Tuesday night. It's probably a little cheaper. Oh, my God. Oh, I, mean, I did forget to mention um, Samuel was post Malone. Uh, yeah i uh may have to just post pictures i mean and then i was uh the princess from brave mirda oh i know sam and i i don't fucking know we argued about it argued about it literally all night so okay that's fair none of the kids around you could tell you no oh well, no, we had she, one child. She there was four <laughs> adults for one child. She had a fucking entourage, my friend. I love it. Bodyguard City. I love it. You should have just stopped one of the random kids on the street. How do you say this character? You know. Yeah. Just one of them, them. Someone still said that I look like Rogue. Rogue. I was like, thanks. Thank you. Oh, I did my hair. That's why. Yes. I'll post pictures of that. I mean, it'll be in the it'll be in Halloween, Halloween. pictures. Yeah. I can we'll see put up right. a uh, selfie from Boise. Oh, yeah. We I have kinda, good ones. I have a cute one. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well. Well. 
as I pull my phone open to tell you my story, my phone's also telling me it's time to record. So we're right on schedule. Perfect. I'm so proud of I us. love this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally open my phone to look at my script because I don't carry my laptop around because I'm lazy. And I like having my little my little phone in my hand. Yeah, man, I feel you. And it was like, me. hey, time to record. So Cassie. Yeah. Are you ready to get this shit? Absolutely. I'm so happy. Uh, so I did homework. Yay! Kaylee did homework. I did homework. <laughs> uh, it actually, a little background where it came from, because I love telling you where my stories come from. Tanner and I were looking for something new to watch, because we always are. I feel that pain. And we're scrolling through a little Discovery Plus that I adore. God damn it. And we come across Gold Rush. Okay. Have you seen any of gold rush i think i may have seen one or one episode if okay that. okay so i do not remember anything about this good wonderful i love it <laughs> fabulous Fuck so that. he had seen it before and he started me kind of where he left off because lord knows it's not something you gotta fuck you yeah. do not have to start from the beginning a lot of sam's animes yes uh, you ain't got to start from the beginning. No, there's, just there's, fill me in. There's no story. Who do we like? Who there, don't we like? Exactly. And we started like season 11, I think it was. Fuck, I love so it. There's well a established. Bunch, well established. A bunch to watch. And I was immediately, immediately obsessed. I love Okay. <laughs> just Tell me more. Obsessed. So I was like, oh my God, this is so fascinating. I should do a little script on it. Yes. Like I should, I should actually, this should be my homework because I can enjoy watching it. About a show? Yeah. Well, about. I did the same thing. No, you did not. Did the same oh thing. my God. Because I had such a hard two weeks, Kaylee. I was like, I just want to watch a comfort <laughs> show and I'm going to, you know what? I can turn this into a reality. Yes. We are, fu- this is weird. Same We're fucking brain. connected on a deeper level. Super deep. Than continues no one will ever understand us no one please continue okay so i decided to do a little research while i was watching the show and had a blast so the the season where we started the covid19 pandemic had hit everywhere oh shit recente uh so yeah so very recent season to watch and there's a new one that we're starting to um so I mean, literally watched one season of it and I was just mind blowing. So where it kind of takes place is in the Yukon, which is up in Canada, which I found that out. (laughs) I was this year's old. Well, when they said Yukon, I was thinking for some reason I thought it was a part of Alaska um, because it was real far up there. Yes. It's not in Canada, but it's so freaking beautiful. Cass, like beautiful. So pretty. I do I do feel like I need to say I don't agree with what they do. Okay. If that makes sense. Like I don't believe we need to tear apart our earth to find minerals. I understand what you're like saying. Like it 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 broke my heart to see them when they had yeah. to like clear out area and like tearing down trees. So yeah. it, it really did. It shattered my heart. But I was reading there is a lot of a lot of stipulations sometimes that they have to revert back. 
okay. when they're done with the area, when they mined everything out of that area. Sure, sure, sure. They have to restore the land. Exactly. And they do. Okay. So, so sh- great. Anyways, any hizzles, but it's still 25%. fascinating. Right. It's still fascinating. Yeah. So that's what kind of drew me in. <laughs> Going to give you my best little homework and what's exactly all involved in gold mining, a little history and why we still actually mine for gold. Sweet. All right. So quick little history on gold mining itself. The exact date that humans first began to mine gold is unknown, but for some of the oldest known golden artifacts were found in Varna Necropolis in Bulgaria. Oh, uh, the graves were built between 4,700 and 4,200 BC, indicating that gold mining Jesus. could be 7,000 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. I got there just a second before. <laughs> a little bit before. But I filled gin. Just in case they back could do it. Yeah. So it, there's also a group of German and Georgian archaeologists that claim there's a site in Georgia dating back. Not not the state. Just so everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I need to clarify that. Uh, this site um, may be dating back to the third or fourth millennium B.C., Holy um, shit. Which may actually be the oldest known gold mine, but there's wow. very little research on it. Okay. Gold panning, which is actually kind of what you see in old movies, mm-hmm. uh, is mostly a manual technique of separating the gold from the other minerals. Wide, shallow pans are filled with sand and gravel that may contain gold. The pan is submerged in water and shaken, sorting the gold from the gravel and other materials. I did that when I was young when we were on that fucking trip that I told you when we went through the Black Black Hills, Blackfoot Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My sister and I did that. And you went gold mining. Yep. That's adorable. Yeah. What adorable little colonizers we were. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, God, you're both white and blonde. You we fit right in. Better. You're we both white and blonde. Like, I mean, kind of fit we the part. My- yes. Kind of fit the part. Sweet, sweet colonizer. <laughs> the reason that the gold separates in the pan is because gold is much denser than everything else. Yes. So it kind of settles to the bottom. Panning material is usually removed from stream beds, often at the inside turn of the stream or from a bedrock shelf of the stream where the density of the goals allows it to concentrate, making big deposits. And one thing I really did enjoy about the show is if they say something and you're like, oh, am I stupid for not knowing that? They actually explain it. Nice. So, and a lot of times there's even these like little drawings. So it'll draw like this. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the side of a mountain. Why they have to go so deep, you know, and then it shows, it has like little gold flakes along. It's love it. Thank you. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I appreciate that. Thanks for dumbing it down for me. Because that's not something. I mean, I don't fucking know about We're in Indiana. Like what the fuck? Yeah. We have limestone. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So this is the most practical and quickest technique, but it's not commercially viable oh, because you okay. have to, it's, you know, one that person shaking. Yeah. Very long time. And you can only do a very little bit at a time. I so, have a very profound vision of a gold miner in my head. 
Like it, it is a very you, yeah, distinct. You have a very old. Well, yes. One of the oh, guys. Yes. Although I'm not going to lie. Uh, one <laughs> of the. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. So one of the guys on the show, um, he's called like the king of the Yukon or something. Gross, I love it. And he's literally. Oh, shit. Tony Beats. Tony Beats. Dude's worth I, fucking money. I bet he is, and I want to be his best fucking friend. Oh my god! Of his and name. he, I, I'm pretty sure he's Scottish, so he's got I this better. like accent. You can barely understand him when he talks. I don't be nope. Oh uh, no! <laughs> you tried so hard. That's <laughs> uh, wonderful. His like whole family runs the business and. Oh, they're wonderful. You have to watch it just now. For the I'm people. upset about my Scottish accent. <laughs> you, I've got it. I I am stage fright right now. That's what it is. You're fine. I can't wait to fucking watch this. Yeah, you would. So Tony love Beats it. is running his gold business. Yes, and he is. I know what you're picturing as a miner, and he's probably the closest thing you have to it on the show. Yeah, I think a Gravity Falls, and there's a character on there. And he's just like, kind of, yeah. yes, but but Scottish, but Scottish. Don't do it. Um, so, uh, panning is a good tourist attraction. It's good for little Obviously. amounts. But what you want to do is you want to sluice, our, sluice, sluice, fluth. <laughs> that would have been terrible to learn about when I was a child. Yeah, it would have been bad. You could not have grown up in the Yukon. Would have been a fucking mess. Just you just sleuthing all over the Because they place. they use <laughs> they use the word sluice like on a constant. No. But you could not have lived up there. I'm gonna try to say it without a lisp, but I am not making promises I the mean, entire time. You're not native, so so uh, let me tell you what a sluice is. <laughs> Using a sluice box to extract gold from deposits has long been a very common prospect. A sluice box is essentially a man-made channel that rifles through all of the the rock and the dirt okay. and everything. And it's it, a, a sieve of some sort. Yes. And it's constantly shaken. Oh, okay. It's mobile. Yes. So it shifts, shimmies, and, and then shakes. And, shakes and then all the gold falls to the bottom. Yeah, right. All right. And when I say like massive, I mean like bigger than your house. I'm sorry, what? I mean like this thing is human. Like like the the sluice the sluice box the the or the sluice, and they call it sluicing when they're using the sluice. And when I say like this thing is massive, what? like they have giant excavators that dump into the top of it and then all the rock and everything. Yes. Google it. A sluice. Um, how would one begin to cl- um, spell this? Oh, sorry. 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 S-L-U-I-C-E. <gasps> oh, my God. So that thing's fucking huge. And he like go you go. I'm No, no, no. Words. And here's the thing is they move it. No. It's not an in-place thing. What? They have to move that beast. No. Because you've heard the term uh hitting pay dirt. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a literal thing. A pay dirt is what has the gold in it, but they have to look for certain depths and they sure, have to sure, look sure. for the right rock and there's only so much in an area and they have to move that thing. So they use their excavators and yeah. These guys, it's huge. It's huge. Huge. I think that's one of the things that really fascinated me about this whole thing is they're literally out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right? Yeah. With this equipment and... A bunch of construction equipment. Yeah. It, yeah. A bunch... Like, construction equipment we wouldn't even see on a normal basis. Yeah. Oh, like, it's yeah. bigger than what we would even see. Yeah. They're out in the middle of nowhere doing all this shit. Just fucking it's digging crazy. into mountains and whatnot. Yeah. And what have you. So, most of the bigger companies, corporations... Mm-hmm. Uh, teams, if you will, uh, use gigantic sl- yeah, the sluicing, the sluice box, sluicing thing. Anyways, it weirdly enough has not changed much over in the past few years. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. It really hasn't. It and on, even they on the show, <laughs> they got an old. So they keep a lot of when some when a truck dies or something, they have mm-hmm. bone yards. I love like this. junkyards. Uh-huh. So, you know, oh, this one died, but we can still salvage the pieces for, for the sure. rest of the equipment. They got one of those sluice things running that had been sitting for like 30 years. Shut the fuck up. I'm not kidding you. Like, fast. Fucking wild people ingenuity. I'm telling you, man. Their teams can kind of vary, but most of the time you have like truck drivers, somebody doing excavators, somebody digging. And then, of course, the most important one is the mechanic. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm always talking to Tanner like, how much do you think he gets made? Because like they have to, sometimes they have to call in specialists oh, yeah, for bet. certain things that even their mechanic mm-hmm. can't fix. And I'm like, how much do you think he to just fly in? Oh, how much do you think God. he gets made? Like, it's fascinating to me. That's an investment. That, yeah. That's an investment. All right, speaking of investments, let's talk a little bit about the money side of things. Why they're doing it, right? To make money. So they measure everything um, in ounces. Yes. We know, I think, about how much an ounce weighs. Yeah, I'm Good very idea. familiar okay. with ounces. So when I started this, it was like October 12th um, okay. when I kind of started doing my research. So the price of gold for one ounce was $1,769.50. Oh, all right. For one ounce. Okay, that is quite a bit <clears throat> for, for one ounce. Just a little comparison. Um, I think we can talk about it because in legal states, weed is about $333 per ounce. Okay. I think, you know, let's measure up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So Understandable. Uh, yeah. That one's understandable. <laughs> Completely. The price of gold has actually remained stable for long periods of time. The U.S. government's gold price has changed only four times from 1792 to the present. Wow. Yeah. So it really doesn't fluctuate that much. The starting price per ounce was $19.75. Wow. In 1834, it raised to $20.67. It went to $35 in 1934. And in 1972, the price was raised to $42.22. A two-tiered pricing system was created in 1968, and the market price for gold has been free to fluctuate since then. 
So before it was a set price. The gold standard. Exactly. Yes. Look at you. Harrison and I have talked a bit about gold. And so see, I I guess I just never really thought about it. I have never thought about it until Harrison brought it up and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Never thought about it. Um, the United States. United States holds the largest stockpile of gold reserves in the world. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. about 8,100 tons. What? And, yeah. 8,100 tons. A ton of gold, one ton, is worth just over $46.5 million. I didn't wait. Now, we don't need to get into why this sucks balls, but this sucks balls. Um, the U.S. government has almost as many reserves as the next three largest countries combined, Germany, Italy, and France. Russia took over China as the fifth largest holder of gold in 2018. Yeah, I'm not saying that's make you angry. It's just a little fascinating fact, but yeah, no, I understand. No, I just, I don't, I don't understand where so the, many things. Where the money go? Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So, uh, nope, can't do it. But I'm going to tell you more about gold. Love it. Maybe it's not a bad thing to give it to me. Yeah. In my research, I realized I wasn't sure why gold was so important. Like, why gold? Kaylee, why gold? Cassie, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Weirdly enough, it's something we rely on. And here's an explanation as to why. Uh, The main thing with gold is that unlike many other commodities, such as oil or wheat, it doesn't get used up or consumed. Once gold is mined, it stays in the world. A barrel of oil, on the other hand, is turned into gas and other products that are are expended. Yes. So gas can burn up. The other ones are expendable. This one is renewable. Yes. Grains are consumed. Well, not renewable, but it's recyclable. There we go. Recyclable. Yes. You cannot... You can't burn it up. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. even if you eat it, you still just shit out gold. If you think about it that way. I are, always are think about true? it that way. <laughs> well. Yes, I'm true. Well, you certainly are. <laughs> so gold is turned into jewelry, used in art, or just put away into many, many, many vaults. <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, Gringotts style. Exactly. Its chemical composition is made to where it's not used up. It's permanent. Like no other commodity, gold has but held the fascination of human society since the beginning of time. Empires and kingdoms were built and destroyed over gold. Societies developed. Gold was used as a universally accepted form of payment. Mm. In short, history has given gold a power of suppressing that of any other commodity on the planet. And that power has never really disappeared. The U.S. monetary system was based on a gold standard until the 1970s. Proponents of this standard argued that such a monetary system effectively controls the expansion of credit and enforces discipline on lending standards, since the amount of credit created is linked to a physical supply of gold. Uh Correct. Uh This went on for about three decades um, until a credit explosion happened in 2008. And we had a little bit of a financial meltdown. Neither here nor there. I remember that. It was when fucking society decided that we were adults. (laughs) (laughs) Quite literally. I mean. The year after we graduated. They were like, no, you're adults now. No, You you just had to ask to go to the bathroom. 
Yeah, and now you're adults. Couple so. months before, but good luck. Would you like to borrow tens of thousands of dollars from the government and never be able to pay it back? Yes. 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 Sure. Yes. Can we add? You'll be able to can, buy a laptop. Can we add that onto my school debt? Yes. That's gonna cripple oh me god. for the rest of my life. Oh my god. So. Ouch. Well, sorry. Too close. Well, too close. Too close. So yeah, it's kind of important. Yeah, uh, yeah, golden. Yeah, I did have a question of if it is like a finite resource. There's only so much gold, right? Gold. Is there only so much gold? There's only so much gold, according to BBC News. Oh, the best. I found out what's uh, what's left of gold in the world. Oh lord, gold's mine, right? Mm -hmm. So once you mine it, then what do we do? Like once you mine all of it, what happens? That's it. Yeah. Then what? That's so, fucking it. <laughs> Game over, According man. to BBC News, uh, the volume of gold reserves can be calculated more accurately than resources, although it's not an easy task. The below ground stock of gold reserves is currently estimated to be around 50,000 tons. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, to put that into perspective, around 190,000 tons of gold had been mined in total, although estimates do kind of vary. So we have mined 190 tons of gold and there's only 50,000 tons left. So will it happen in our lifetime? Like mine all of it? Probably not. Hopefully not. Probably not because here for that. Yeah. It probably won't. I'm kind of wondering if like. I don't want to be here for that. Yeah, we won't be. That sounds like a it's, shit show. It's a, there's still a lot to do. If in the amount of time that I'm since sure we've been it's buying. I'm sure it's not going to be easy to get to. Exactly. They're going to have to put a lot of work. Get that, that big ass equipment. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have about 20% still to be mined. But this is a moving target. New technologies make it possible to extract some known reserves that aren't currently economical to access. Sure, sure. So it's... With technology, more places will become more accessible. But it'll probably be easier for them to do it with more technology, too. But technology in itself in the mining industry hasn't changed a whole lot. No, I feel you, We just brought in bigger guns. Yup. The largest single source of gold in history was in South Africa at, Jesus, um, Wit Waters Rand. It accounted for roughly 30% of all the gold ever mined. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. There is the Super Pits and the Newmont Boddington Mines in Australia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. There are mines in Nevada. Nevada. I knew that. Nevada. Something. China is currently the world's biggest miner of gold, while oh, Canada, Russia, and that. Peru are also oh, major producers. I really want to go to Peru. I think it'd be really cool. I know a lot of people that have been to Peru and they loved it. I think we would really enjoy Ooh. Can we do that? Yes. Okay. Can we um, fly first class, though? I know it will be more, but it will girl. be worth it. Absolutely. I was so close to flying for first class on my way home. Oh, my but they went like an extra hundred bucks. Yeah, I know. But it would totally be worth it for I, that long of a flight. Yes. And I told my parents who are planning on traveling for their 40th anniversary Cute. coming up. That they absolutely. First have, class. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so where we were. <laughs> we were at Peru. I wish. I have some unlikely sources of that, may, that may have gold. 
Okay, I love this. I know. I know you'd be really excited about this. Give it to me. There's gold on the moon. Oh my God, of course. Of course that's there the is. the cheese on the moon. That is the cheese on the moon. That's the yellow you see. Yeah. It's reflecting. Why does the moon have gold? <laughs> uh, that I didn't look up. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. Because <laughs> God put it there. She was like, and a little, Daddy said and so. a little sprinkle here, and a little sprinkle here. Oh my god! She just dusted it. Fuck! I love it. I only track down the conspiracy theories. I don't fucking explain them to you. I ya. don't. Yeah, no, I don't know I how we it. got there. Just fucking got. Be like asking me how did it get here on Earth? I don't fucking know. Oh I didn't look god, at that I up. Love you. So there's a massive cost to mining the moon gold and transporting it back to earth <laughs> of course that's why we're not doing it <laughs> because it would cost more money to do it than the gold would actually well, be worth well i yeah moon gold moon, i just mean just isn't worth it no it's capitalistic not. society <laughs> yeah so and a space expert Perfect. <laughs> O'Sullivan, quote, whilst it exists, it would never be economically meaningful to mine it. You would lose an infinitely larger amount of money mining it than you would gain by selling it. Unquote. Have you met Elon Musk? <laughs> May I introduce you? <laughs> I think these two should meet. To my man Musky. And I feel here. and I feel like one of the dudes on the show would be all for that because he's this like He's fucking 26 years old. I don't know nothing other than fucking, that life. No, he is like a prodigy at that life. Dude. I hate. I love. Like uh, we oh watched they when they finish the season, they tell you their totals. I swear to it was wow. over 10 million dollars. Oh. I don't remember the exact amount of money, but it was I over guess. 10 million dollars. I don't. They can make. I can't quantify that. In like one week, even like the smaller teams. Because, like, the kid has massive, like, he has a huge team. Good for but him. But even, like, the smaller Boss teams, bitch. they can make, like, $200,000. And I'm like, in a week. In a week. I mean, granted, it's a lot to run because gas prices, to I mean, run all of that business. equipment. Anything it's takes equi- money. Exactly. But I. That is stupid. I don't. I know how to. Qu- I don't have anything to quantify those numbers. Mm-mm. So like 200,000 is just as preposterous as 10 million. Yeah. Is that sad to admit? I mean. Don't think less of me. Yes. I'm just very simple. Yeah. We kind of live simple lives. But I mean, they <laughs> work real hard for that shit. Like, and, I, I, I and they do like it. 24 hours of this like uh, doing yeah, nothing I'm but sure mine. like insane rather comparable to mm. like oil rigging exactly you know what i mean yes and they make a lot of ooh i should do an oil rigging bitch you got i am obsessed i'm on oil rig tiktok uh, okay. it's fucking impressive to watch these dudes they fucking sling chains around like i want okay. him to sling chains around me it's i would a bit sexual oh yeah absolutely um, I'll send. I I'll send it to you so you don't have to TikTok for mining for because that's yes, they, they 110% did the, like, They did a documentary. I will add it to okay. my algorithm. And so I will send you, you heard it here on the podcast first. Kaylee will consider downloading TikTok. Yes, <laughs> I love it. This She's is breaking like, news. This is breaking news. Alert! 
alert. If you also want to mine for gold, you can do it in Antarctica. Um, No, you cannot do it in Antarctica. (laughs) Nobody owns Antarctica. (laughs) Well, apparently there's gold up there, so... Uh, but with massive. the penguins, with the penguins, <laughs> the penguins are just blinging it out, man. Um, there is also possibly gold on the ocean floor. Well, of course there is because I we mean, don't know. We don't know. We got no idea. Thing. Did you know that the Titanic is gonna liter is literally going to disappear? I believe mm-hmm. in the next like ten years. Yeah, gone. Well, yeah, it's not rust eating barnacles evolution. Yeah, Sad. nature's taken back over. It should. Nature should absolutely take back over. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. Like don't I think about it that way. Don't be dropping fucking... don't be dropping your trash to the bottom of the floor. Listen. <laughs> it was called the Unsinkable. <laughs> I know it was. I saw the same movie when we were twelve. God, we probably were that young. No. No. Uh, I watched it when we lived in Washington State. So okay. I was at least eight or nine. God. Okay. And yeah, it's old as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we went to like the 20 year when I worked at Great Clips, yo. Oh, we told that shit. fucking story God, not so too many episodes ago. <gasps> We're so old and dang, it sunk long before that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, there is also gold in your phone. Don't go breaking your phone. Um, Don't go breaking your phone. The uh, it it's worth very little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is gold in your. It's phone. a good conductor, right? Yes, it's a very good conductor. So if you want gold, there's gold in some uh, hair tools that makes it more really? like. Yeah, there's gold. In oh, is it? In, is it the one you gave me? Uh huh. It has gold. Okay, y'all. I feel fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fucking Matrix had one. Fucking Vidal Sassoon. I mean, it makes. Gold shit. I guess yeah. I never really thought about how much it like Something about ions, mm-hmm. positive, negative, because you sure. got positive, negative in your hair too. Sure. Swaps it out for what? Perfect. You know what I mean? No, but okay. <laughs> That's all I got about gold. Definitely go see it. Go. I'm going to watch it. it. It's on fucking. Discovery. Discovery, right? Yep. Perfect. Highly suggest. It's delightful. I love it. Fucking great job, dude. Thank you. I uh, never thought that I could care so much about. Wait till you watch it. Some Yukon dudes. I can't wait. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, you're welcome. And I think you have something to share. Kaylee, are Mm -hmm. you ready to get this shit? I'm so ready. All right, so like I said earlier, uh, same brain, same brain. Yeah, it felt like shit. So I was really excited to record with my homegirl again, but I was depressed as fuck. So I just wanted to watch comfort shows Mm -hmm. and that's what I did. So I went back to an oldie but goodie that I found during recovery. Some Six Degrees with Mike Rowe. Uh, I was gonna guess that you watched something along the lines of Mike Rowe. Yeah, like Dirty Jobs mm-hmm. or something like that. I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah, Pardon me, I need a little bit of oh. refueling. Sipsy sips. I got some wine she during did. our break. <laughs> Alrighty. 
I watched an episode and I'm just going to summarize this bad boy for you. And I also did a little bit of extra sure. research. A little, little background. Yeah. In some areas that, you know, I thought were a little interesting. Okay. I'm going to tell you in six different ways how a volcano erupting mm-hmm. in 1815. Okay. Inevitably helped with Eminem's 2001 Grammys PR disaster. Uh, okay. okay. Do you remember that? They, like he was super pop. Okay. Do you remember when Eminem first came out? Yes. He was really popular when we were in middle school and high school. Just fucking. Yeah. He was the devil. Was he not? Yeah, absolutely. But I fucking loved him. <laughs> okay. I loved him in high school. I don't think I paid a whole lot of attention. Like, I was, no. it was whatever. We weren't allowed to listen to secular radio in our house. Yeah. For like a minute. It, yeah. Yeah. I got exposed through uh, my friend Emma, her dad, Dick. He fucking loved Eminem. And we would listen to him in the Cadillac. God damn it. That's it was funny. fucking Okay. I love it. Before we even get to young Marshall, all right? We're going back to Monday, April 10th, 1815 in Indonesia. What the fuck? Mount Tambora erupts. Okay. Fun fact. And this episode is full of fun facts. I love it. There's around 60 eruptions a year. See, I did know that. Uh, and it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, they're not reported that much because they usually don't kill people. Yeah, or they don't, like, it's not the movies. It's not a big... <laughs> so, you know. there are many different classifications of different types of volcano eruptions and the things that they do when they erupt. Okay. Okay. I'm going to break them down into the most simple ones that I found, okay? Mm-hmm. I do not know if they are the most accurate. Can I explain each and every one of them to you? Absolutely. So here we go. Effusive, explosive, catastrophic, cataclysmic, mm-hmm. paroclysmic, oh. colossal, super colossal, and mega colossal. Okay. Um, I'm now going to use these as like my feelings for the day. I was thinking the exact thing yeah. that I needed a rage scale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 So no one has ever seen a mega colossal. Okay. <laughs> Live to tell the tale. Exactly. It happened uh, 27,000 years ago and it ushered in the newest ice age. Wow. Yes. Mount Tambora was a super colossal. So that's the second to worsters. Okay. And it happened in 1815. I feel like that was real recent. Yes. Like super recent. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It was a huge explosion. The most deadly and epic volcano recorded in human history. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And like, why do we not know? Yeah. Why is this not something that we've heard about? I know. I know. Hey, like 206 years ago, this fucking happened. That's way too recent. Mm Mm-hmm. Columbus was already dicking around everywhere. Columbus had done done dicked everywhere, okay? <laughs> and everything. Yes. <laughs> what did this super colossal eruption look like for the town below? Well, magma, which is that hot ass shit that flies out, okay? okay. Finally created too much pressure and inside of the dome mm-hmm. of the volcano, 
there's this ridge called the caldera. It cracked. Oh. And magma began to fall out. Okay. Okay. So it fell inwards as well. The dome, uh-huh. the top uh-huh. of it. This not only sent pumice stone bombs. Yeah. That light everything on fire that it touches. Uh-huh. Raining down. But it also sent an estimated 100 mile per hour magma. 100 miles per hour? Uh-huh. Yeah, magma no. slide down the mountain towards the town. Okay, so they had about two seconds before that hit them. They did not have many, yes. Yeah, okay. If you got hit with the pumice bomb or you couldn't get out of the way of the possible 40 mile wide Mm-mm. and 1,000 degree Mm-mm. magma tsunami, Mm-mm. you were a goner. Uh, yeah. But that's not the only way people perished. Within minutes, the entire town was burning. To avoid the lava filling the streets, some residents climbed trees. <gasps> but unfortunately, they were sucked out to sea. Oh, no. As the hot air blasts mixed with the cool sea air, it quite literally created a vacuum that ripped trees out of the ground. Oh, no. I never thought about that. No. Me either. Ooh. Now... If you made it out to sea. Uh-huh. I was kind of wondering if I want uh-huh. to be out to sea. Yeah. And you had a few moments to gather yourself. It would only be so you could see the next onslaught of horrors coming at you. Oh. <laughs> when the hot ass lava finally meets the sea, it immediately begins to boil the water. Oh, because it's a thousand degrees. Correct. It hasn't cooled at down. At least. At least a thousand yeah. degrees. Hasn't cooled down much since it's gotten... No, since it's been rolling. Yeah, mm-hmm. hasn't had a whole lot of time to cool. No, only fuel. <sighs> it has only consumed. Yeah. Yeah. So fish and other marine life are dead within minutes. Mm-hmm. And Mother Nature, wanting to make sure that no person made it out alive, she put a cherry on top of that bitch, okay? With a 15-foot tsunami of flame water that covered the entire town. Oh. Yeah, she teabagged that town. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, she put out the fires. Yeah, it was the mo- one of the most deadly ever recorded. Wow. So, so no one survived. No. No. For many, many towns, many miles, oh. many, many, Oh, many, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just going to happen in one little bit. Yes. No, no, no. It's going to affect. A lot of things. A lot. So, Speaking of that, weird things start going on around the world because of this recent eruption. Mm-hmm. It snowed red in Italy, Ooh. and it snowed brown in Hungary. Ooh. Many countries were seeing black skies with the sun only poking out every now and then. It was later called the year without a summer. Oh, uh, the year? Yes, Oh, in Maine, uh they had snow in June. Oh, that's not good. And frost in August. Damn. Well, yeah, because it's got these big old black ash clouds that. Mm -hmm. That means there's no sun. Yeah. Yeah. There was global unrest during this time. Half the world's horses died. Oh, the world's. Oh, the world's. Oh, oh, the The world's. Oh, which side Aww. bubble uh, led to the invention of the bicycle. Oh. <laughs> oh, good. Yep. Not only were horses sick, but there were 
major cholera outbreaks all over the world. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, we do know a little something about that, right? Yeah. Right, right? A little something about that because we like to learn. So, yes. uh, cholera, if you don't remember, is the shit yourself to death mm-hmm. disease, born illness. Yeah. Uh, Bacteria. Basically it. Born illness. There we go. Uh, not only was everything shitting itself all at once, there was a problem of no sun, like I mentioned before. So, this led to thousands and thousands and thousands of crop failures all over the world. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, to be American-centric, the show mentions Thomas Jefferson was of note. Oh. So many people in the eastern states, mainly Maine, started <laughs> to move into the Midwest. <laughs> Fuck you, Maine. Fuck you, Maine. Uh, after such a miserable year, it resulted in the beginning of Indiana. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That so is- a lot of people who settled first settled here in Indiana are from Maine. And they were super sad when they came here. That explains a lot. Oh, well, they were probably just not impressed. I mean, yeah, but the seasonal depression that you would have. Oh, yeah, but. From not having sun. Yeah, but now they get all the seasons here in the Midwest. Well, that's true. Where they, I mean, I guess Maine. I've never been to Maine. I think Maine. I've never been to the East Coast. I think Maine gets seasons like us. Maybe not like. Probably, I don't don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe not the humidity that we have during the summers. Bitch, I don't know. It was humid as fuck when I was in Raleigh, so. Well, that's the Carolinas. You're a little more south. Maine's more north. So, I did geography really well when I was in (laughs) Georgia. I think the only reason for, or the only way for us to know is if we travel. Agreed. the only way. So, moving on. Moving on. So, Maine, Mainers. Mainers? <laughs> yeah, we're done with Mainers right now. They came here to Indiana. Woohoo! They came, they saw, they corned. <laughs> they cornholed. <laughs> oh my God. As the year without a summer continues, there are many things that are being set in motion all around the world. While it was dangerous and ominous looking outside, the beginnings of what we know as spiritualism mm-hmm. in the mid 1800s was a uh, as the kids say, pop it off. Okay. With so many people stuck inside for so long, we know what that's like. <laughs> you start doing anything and everything you can to stave off boredom. I'm just saying they had a lot more access to fun drugs in 1816. Yeah, some of those are prescribed. Yeah. Yes, for real. I'm also, I'm grateful because I would have been reckless. In Geneva, Switzerland, there is a group of friends that's held up in one of their very lavish homes. And they are sitting around by fire and candlelight. Tom's spending the next pandemic. Yes, absolutely. And they are telling stories of fright. Love it. Yes. John Polidori is attempting to scare the piss out of his friends by retelling the story, The Vampire. Love. This will be the first published vampire story and go on to set the stage for Dracula, Anne Rice, and a young Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) The vampire we never knew we needed. Yes, exactly. Oh my God, yes. One of the people in attendance in this night's scare fest is 18-year-old mother of Frankenstein and his monster, Mary Shelley. What? Uh 
She had never written a scary story in her life, but that night's story in the process of galvanism had piqued her interest, and she decided to run with it. P.S. Galvanism is when you use electricity to cause muscle contractions. Oh. Yeah. So how? Buzz, buzz. Oh. Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh Especially to reanimate things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I never thought about that would would have. What that was. I mean, that would have absolutely influenced her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh Sure. Mary Shelley was a prolific writer, and we really only know her as the author of Frankenstein, right? Mm-hmm. Before, during, and after the publishing of her bestseller, Mary led quite a sad life, to be honest. I have heard a little bit about. Mm-hmm. And she was, as you would say, eccentric? Yes, she was eccentric. So she lost many of her close friends due to sickness, war, and suicide. Oof. She lost three children, all Damn. due to different things. And her husband drowned. I did know about her husband. I did not know she had had children and lost all of them. All of them? All but one. All but one. Okay. Yes. In 1824, Mary was struggling to keep herself and her only surviving child alive. In an act of self-preservation, Mary publishes a book of her late husband's poems. It does rather well. The first 200 sell out immediately. Get it, girl! Yes. So... She is a semi, at this point in time, a semi-successful author, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of dried up. Sure. So she publishes her husband's stuff. Did she really, like, keep his heart or something? Oh, I uh, did not come across any of that. I thought she kept something, like, morbid, like his heart or something. That's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. I'll keep Samuel's heart. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) I'll make it like jerky and then put it in like a little a little locket. Uh huh. You know exactly a little vial. You know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. We love the husband's poems. An underground following develops of the late Percy Bish, and I don't think that I'm saying that right, um, because I, I now I'm questioning it. It's yes, B Y S S H E, Bishay. Maybe Bichet. Yes, but I wrote Bish for some reason. Bichet, maybe. Uh-huh. Any whoozles. Percy is how I'm going to refer to him. Love the name Percy. Love it. Percy inspires many people to be free thinkers. These Bish heads. I wrote that. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. <laughs> share his poems of economics and art. Share his ideas of economics and arts in his poem. And they inspire Karl Marx. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The ideas he expressed about social change and nonviolent resistance influence Leo Tolstoy. Percy's influence sweeps through Europe so quickly that it's noticed by his father, Sir Timothy Shelley II, a member of British Parliament. Okay. He was not impressed. Uh Timothy strikes up a bargain with Mary that he will give her a steady allowance to help care for herself and her child. But there are a few rules. She was never to publish any work of her late husband's ever again. Or write a biography on his life. Bro. I know. Probably because he's a bad dad. That's my guess. I'm guessing. Yeah. (laughs) She must also agree to never publish another book under the Shelley name. How about when they were struggling, where were you? 
uh, in Parliament. I mean, like, but he probably didn't even like check on him. No, and then all of a sudden, this work gets like out, and he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you can have some money if you shut the fuck up." Yes, fuck you. That's usually how it works. Fuck you. So Mary is relegated to using the publishing name of the author of Frankenstein. What? They couldn't have found anything better? That's what it was. Mary Shelley passes away in 1851. And after her passing, Frankenstein becomes a huge success. As it usually does. So we're going to jump in time a little bit. But just trust me, okay? I'm trusting you. Cool, cool, cool. In 1910... Okay. Thomas Edison. You know him, yes? I, I've heard of him, yes. He patents the first motion picture camera. If you don't know a lot about Thomas Edison, he was a real smart guy who was a real big dick. Uh, about sums it up, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He slammed patents onto every single thing that he invented and even some things that he didn't. It didn't matter if the contraption worked or not or if it was really even... A physical object sometimes. Mm, weird. <laughs> like he was an asshole. Yeah, weird. With the invention of the first motion picture camera, Edison was trying to monopolize the entire motion picture industry. This led to the earliest filmmakers to not walk but run from New York in the vast reach of Edison's lawyers. Ah, like maybe to the other coast. So Hollywood became Hollywood, darling. Yes. Edison's company became the first to put Frankenstein on film. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not know that. Me either. Well, one of the reasons this is not more well known is because it was shit. (laughs) Suck it, Edison. Suck it, Edison. (laughs) All I can think about is the Bob's Burgers episode where Louise is trying to to make fame Edison's name oh, to piss off that substitute teacher. Yes. Yes. I with am Topsy. also combining that with um the episode that she is directing the commercial. Oh fuck. And it's yes. fucking Meat awful. Man. Yes. Oh, not Meat Man, but uh yes. The Super Bowl commercial. The Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, so combine the two of those yes, and you 100%. have Edison. Oh my god. Edison's film adaptation of Frankenstein was unbelievably bad and people hated it. Good. Good. In an attempt to revive the monster in 1915, they retitled it Life Without Soul. And then again, in 1920, the French called it Les Monstres. <laughs> Creative, guys. Yeah, I don't know if that was um, a good French accent, but uh, they were all failures. But would you not agree that uh, Frankenstein is rather a household haunt? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you want to know... How he became a household name? Yes. All right. Well, in this degree, it starts with Bella Lugosi. Ah, love it. He was obsessed with horror. You may know him as the father of the cinematic Dracula. Mm -hmm. After the success of Dracula, he wanted to bring the Frankenstein story to the silver screen once again. But they needed to find the right director. Someone who knew how to horrify crowds, but keep them coming back for more and that director was james whale all right (laughs) why was whale's frankenstein more successful than other directors cassie why was whale's frankenstein more successful than other directors (sighs) kaylee i'm so glad you asked we gotta go back to 1917 okay world war one back then they called it the great war 
Yes, they did. James Whale was a British officer that was imprisoned in a POW camp in Germany. Whilst in prison, he decided he was done with this war shit and uh, wanted to rekindle his love of acting and the theater. I love him. Yes. He's a whale of a tail, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> he began the German prisoner of war school of theater. Of course. This was a real thing. Why not make it entertaining, guys? Yes. While not common at many POW camps. Or any. Or any. (laughs) Many of the British officers had been classically trained in theater. Well, yeah, because they were all like pulled out of school Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, shit. mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes. God, I love it. The staff at some of the POW camps uh, started allowing certain prisoners to get together and practice the classics of the time. And uh, then they performed these shows for a myriad of different people, including the staff of the camp and other local dignitaries. Wow. What a sight, right? After James Whale was just simply released from his POW camp, after the war ended, he went on to write direct and star in many plays and films about his life and things inspired in the camp. After much success with his war stories, he began branching out, including in 1931, Frankenstein. Love. Yes. He wrote the script to give Frankenstein's monster depth. He gave him compassion, empathy, and humanity. He wanted him to have relatability. Yeah. He's just a big dude. He's just a big bro. He just wants to be loved. He's just a goon. He's just a goon. <laughs> From then on, there was a standard for horror. While Bella Lugosi ended up not starring in uh, the 1931 Frankenstein, I don't believe anyone was disappointed with Boris Karloff's perfect representation of the monster. No. The studios were obsessed over the success of Wales Frankenstein and started to develop and greenlight a bunch of horror genre flicks. Good. Fun fact, there have been over 60 films about Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Wow. I mean, that sounds about right. Right? I can only imagine how many vampires one of these. Vampires. Vampires. Now, why does the success of John Wales Frankenstein have anything to do with Eminem? Eminem. It's because in 1932, in the audience, there was eight-year-old Earl Backen. Okay. (laughs) He was in awe of the use of galvanism. The thought of bringing something back to life, especially with electricity, is a thought that is going to stick with him through his entire life. Okay. It sounds creepy when I tell it. I mean, (laughs) it does. Um, because you said he was eight years old at yeah, the time. Yeah, he's just watching Frankenstein. So is he like the eight-year-old that's like attaching car batteries to squirrels? Well, as soon as Earl finished Frankenstein, uh-huh. he hightailed it back home to his father's garage. Uh-huh. This boy put together a beastly version of a cross between a cattle prod and a stun gun. Check on your kids, please. About 20,000 volts of piss. Oh, your my pants. God. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Household electric shocks usually range between voltages of 110 volts of AC current. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 
AC current is redundant, of AC power, or in some cases, 42 volts of DC power. Mm -hmm. So alternating current, AC, is the standard electricity that comes out of power outlets. AC current flows change between positive and negative because of electrons. Electrical currents come from the flow of electrons when you constrict them. Mm -hmm. Okay, So it can either move positive or it can move in a negative direction. DC or direct current is linear electrical current. It moves only in a straight line. It can come from multiple sources like batteries, solar cells, fuel cells, and modified alternators. Okay. So that's yeah important. Okay. <laughs> Back to Earl. Why would this kid need um, something like this? Yeah. How many volts was it again? 20,000. Well, Earl has a bullying problem at school. Uh, or should I say he had a bullying problem yeah, at school. Yeah, I ain't going to be bullied no more. Yep. It disappeared after he brought this invigorating invention to school with him. Sure. In 19... Good to know we've been doing it for a long time. Yes. <laughs> in 1949, Earl started his own tinkering business named Medtronic. He I is still obsessed with electricity and continues to tinker. In 1957, Earl was rather popular in the medical community. November 1st, 1957, there is medical history being made right down the road from Earl at the University of Minnesota Hospital. Mm -hmm. This is the first open heart surgery and it's going rather well. Oh, wow. Except... Except for the fact that there's a very vital piece of medical equipment called a pacing machine that is keeping the patient alive. Right. And it only has an eight foot long cord. Uh -oh. This pacing machine, like I said, is the only thing keeping Dr. C. Walton Lillehy's patient alive. A nurse is having to do wind sprints up and down the hallway to make sure that she is plugging in the AC power only plug. So she's running down the hall plugging the pacing machine uh -huh. in the outlets as they're trying to transport him around the hospital. Oh. Because it's the only thing keeping his heart beating, this patient. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. Yep. Luckily, Dr. Lillehy knows of Medtronic and the Tinker Master, Earl. Earl. Dr. Lillehy gives Earl a call and explains his dilemma. Earl simply replies, I can fix that. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah, no problem. I, yeah. For the next four weeks, Earl tinkers and he comes up with the Medtronic 5800, the first external portable battery operated pacemaker. Uh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. And it's made out of plastic to boot. Smart. Mm -hmm. Earl gives a prototype to the hospital and is excited to hear back about the initial testing and the usefulness of his invention, hoping it can be helpful. He's not expecting to hear anything too soon due to the extensive testing that would, yeah, they would, would need, need to, to go on, yeah, by, right? You'd hope so. Earl is going to continue his own research and testing with his pacemaker as well. He had uh, planned on testing his pacemaker on something before humans, right? Because like, who, sure. who are you going to get? Like, 
I don't know if you have a kid. Like, you probably don't. Yeah, probably don't test it on the kid. On your own child. Yeah. I guess. But. I mean, just run down, grab one off the street. It's it's fine. Yeah. Um. So since it was, this machine was the first of its kind, Earl was planning on using dogs for his test. Different times. So, a little aside, in the show, the fake audience goes, uh, and Mike Rowe says, I know, but what would you rather them hook it up to, kids? And the audience is like, no. And I audibly said, yeah. <laughs> yes. I fucking would. Thank you. Yeah. My dumbass. So, Earl is actually at the hospital a little while later. Uh, he's there for a completely different project meeting. And he walks by and observes a human child rigged up to his prototype heart pacemaker. Oh, so he may not have wanted to uh-huh. to experiment on kids, but the, the hospital was like, eh, fuck it, we got one here. Yes, Earl freaks the fuck out mm. and uh, confronts Dr. Lehi. They... Uh, little high. Little high, thank you. Little high, little high, little... Wait, little high, little low, little... I got, I lost it. Damn it. Okay. Little he. Little he, little high, little low. Sure. So what is it? I got little it. high. Little high. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so he ta- he goes Earl up to goes old boy. Doctor Lilla High, and he's like, "Duh, fuck." They have no idea if this thing is going to fry this kid's organs, overstimulate sure. his heart, sure, or turn him into Frankenstein's monster. Sure, they don't know. But Doctor Lilla High pleads with Earl. And he says that this kid is seriously about to die. Oh, so it's either this or he dies. Yes. So either way, he either could, yeah. either or either and or both. To that sentiment, Earl Earl gives his blessing and permission and becomes a hero. Earl's invention saved that young kid's life. Oh no shit! Good job, Earl. Hmm. After this success, Doctor Lilla High. Lilla High. Thank you. I suck myself. Mm-hmm. Suggest to Earl that if he could only make it a little smaller, that they could actually place it into the patients. Sure. It takes around a decade, but Earl and his brilliant team over at Medtronic discover how to do exactly that. Wow. Good job, Earl. His company is now valued at over $130 million today. Hmm. And they put in about 100 million pacemakers a year. Wow. Mm -hmm. Damn. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of Frankenstein's monsters. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. We're on to our fifth degree. All right. They were born in 1947. Early in life, at four years old, they began teaching themselves the piano. Okay. In 1958, at age 11, this painfully shy genius was awarded a scholarship to the Royal Academy of Music. They dropped out of school by 1964 for their music. And in 1972, they were a true fucking star. But they are still incredibly shy. That is until they discover cocaine. (laughs) Same. You know how that snow falls, man, right? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, So one of our brilliant stars battled many addictions over the years drugs alcohol food sex and shopping yeah that's Mm -hmm. many yeah they knew they needed to clean up so our star got sober kept a little bit of the sex and shopping okay 
Okay. You got to have a couple vices. Yes. I, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This star is no other than the knighted Sir Elton John. What? Yes. Get a girl. Yes. On July 4th, 1999. Mm-hmm. Picture yourself. Oh, I can't. I know. We were babies. It's painful. So he's playing a little tennis. Making sure that he's uh, nice and loose. Because the next day, he's boarding a private plane and going to Berlin to sing at the wedding of Posh Spice, Victoria Adams, and David Beckham. God damn it, that's amazing. Isn't that fucking amazing? Unfortunately, Sir Elton is having little trouble catching his breath after this tennis match. Oh no. He's feeling really weak and really tired. He is not going to make it to that wedding. He's taken to a local hospital and fitted with, can you guess? A pacemaker. A pacemaker. Absolutely. So, to bring it all home, Dr. Dre is a musical Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Uh His new album, 2001, Mm. features one of the newest and most controversial rap artists, Eminem. Uh Micro says, and I quote... Please do. He has Ice T's comedic timing, NWA's authenticity, LL Cool J's velvet flow, and the same haircut as Ellen DeGeneres. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, God bless that man. God bless. Eminem has always been known for his raw, unapologetic lyrics that push boundaries. But fans loved it and demanded more. Dre and Eminem were now certified multi-platinum artists. This led them back to the lab again. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. (laughs) And they released the even edgier, the Marshall Mathers LP. It sells 21 million copies worldwide. Yeah, I think I remember those. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Making it one of the best-selling albums in the time mm-hmm. now uh growing up with eminem in middle school and high school that album was filthy yeah filthy my dad could not fucking stand it at first yeah he couldn't like when he got when i got older uh, you had to eminem. get older yeah but he fucking hated it but like i said my friend emma her dad fucking loved eminem so we got to listen to him whenever we were hanging out with right. her like, in terms of, like, white corn-fed bullshit, like, that was the hardest shit that I ever heard, right? Right, yeah. I heard nothing harder. So, uh, it all comes ahead in 2001 at the 43rd Grammy Awards. This is when uh, the sir with the battery-powered heart, Elton John, takes the stage and collabs with a young Eminem. Do you remember that? I do don't remember that oh my god i am trying to think i don't remember that pausing so i can show her the clip okay we're back right at it (laughs) all right i'm yeah okay i'm filled in i don't know how i didn't know i don't know either or maybe i just don't remember it or i mean 2000 yeah 2001. 2001 is long time I can't though. say. I've years. never, I've honestly years, never yeah. been one to watch the enemies anyways. Grammys. Even 
Yeah, that one. <laughs> Point taken. Either or, to be either honest. Or either or all of it. Yes. Um, all of the E's. Um, yes, I, I agree. So I it's gotcha. a very good possibility. I didn't watch it yeah. when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So interesting. Go ahead. Interesting. Really good, though, right? Yeah. It's different. It's very different, it, especially for that time. To have something like that. Yes. So why would Elton John give a fuck and want to collaborate with a trashy and oftentimes homophobic Uh, artist? Yeah. Yeah. Why, Cassie? Why? Well, it's because he's a good goddamn person. Uh, Back in 1976, when he came out of the closet, he got shit on and there was no one there to help him. Mm -hmm. So he had to dig himself up. Pull himself up by the bootstraps. By the strings. fabulous bootstraps. Yes, the bedazzled bootstraps. Uh, he had to do it by himself. And he said, uh, he said many times in interviews that he wishes that he just fucking had someone to help him. Just a little support. Mm. So it makes sense that Elton John has a history of standing beside controversial people and changing minds and hearts. In 1992, Elton took the stage with Axl Rose. With a billion viewers watching, he raised money, they raised money, for an AIDS foundation. I love him. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm sorry. Axl Rose said some openly homophobic things and had openly homophobic lyrics in yeah. some of his shit. Okay. No, no, just no. I mean, I love Elton John. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like, for sure. For them. I, just for in case these- anyone didn't know. For these guys to be like very openly homophobic and Elton John's like, hey, I'm going to help you. Like, what? Crazy. The, what a really good. Nice. Ugh. Adore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as Mike Rose said, and just like that, with the blessing of one of the most inclusive artists, the volcanic cloud of controversy hovering over Eminem instantly cleared up. Mm. Fucking poet, my gay. This all couldn't have happened without the year without a summer after a super colossal volcano that inspired one of the most disturbed minds to bring Frankenstein to life on the page. Wow. Leading a man who brought life to Frankenstein on the silver screen, who in turn inspired a young man to tinker and prod to help bring back people to life. And keep their hearts going. Yes, Without Earl's inquisitive mind and determination, there's no telling how many of Dr. Lillehy's patients and patients around the world would have perished. One of those people likely being our Lord and Savior, (laughs) Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. All hail. All hail, Sir Elton John. And Eminem. And Eminem. So that is how a volcano eruption in 1815 helped save Eminem's career. I fucking love it. Thank you. I uh, loved watching Six Degrees with Micro. That sounds very... uh, I Man, every time he does these little six degree things, like... And then you throw Eminem in a volcano at me. Like, yeah, what good job? What's not to love? Good job. Thanks. I Thank loved you. it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Cassie. Yes, ma'am. This just shows where our little brains are constantly connected. Oh, God. I love this. And it's also, I mean, it's 
technically spooky season's over. But spooky season. It's always spooky season. It's in always my heart. spooky season. So I found on Etsy a little gothic horror shop. Oh my god. With fun, fun gifts. Fuck yes. Are you ready for this? Uh I'm Are ready. Are you ready to get that shit? I'm so ready to get that shit. Okay, so what I have for you today is Renfield's Attic, uh, a shop on Etsy, which I love it. I love that. Out of Leroy, New York, which I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, Nope. They have quite a few little spooky items, um, but one of the ones I'm going to talk to you about is Gothic Decor. Yes. They have a section. Oh, an entire section. I'm trying to find... The one I really want is Bless This Den of Depravity. Yes. It makes me so happy. I love that so fucking much. It is... And there's only one left, so hopefully they'll come out with more. It is $37.95. Let's see... It is nine by eight inches. So I mean like a cute little size handmade. So, you know, it's like super cool. It's a wooden plaque that is hand painted and features a sawtooth hanger. So you can mount it on the wall anywhere. Superb. And who doesn't love a little handmade piece of art? Um, so it, I'm going to show her. It's super <laughs> adorable. I love it. And you wouldn't really like even notice... You really wouldn't even notice that it was like, you know, bless this den of depravity because it just looks like a little. It looks like a bless this mass. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like that, but it has the the guys. Yes. Bless this mass. Live, laugh, love. Yes. I also like the one that has the. God damn it. The plague mask. The plague mask. And it says wear your mask. I love it. That's wonderful. So, um, again, that is Renfield's Attic, a little shop on Etsy, and we'll feature them this time around. Absolutely. Uh, that's great. Thank you so much for giving me another thing to internet window shop. Oh, God. All the time. <laughs> Especially with little spooky horror stuff. I just can't I help know. myself. I want it all year round. Amen. I want my house to be modern gothic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel that. Well, one day, one day. God, yes. Well, guys, seems to be that time. I think it is, babe. Groovy tater tots. Well, you can find us on all of the different listening platforms. Uh, Hail Podbean, our overlords, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. You can find the more at our Instagram bio at GTS underscore podcast. So while you're there, we do ask that you do all of the fun button clicking of like, follow, subscribe. We want to keep growing. We want to keep getting our name out there for you guys. So check out our link tree. It has website, uh, episode resources, and then all of those many more listening platforms that Cassie was just telling you about. Give us a shout at our Gmail account, GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. Shoot us whatever you want. Gothic horror decor ideas. Yeah. I don't care. Horror. Just- horror. Horror decor. decor. No, just horror decor. Just horror decor? Yeah. Okay, horror decor. That's really hard to say. Give us shouts. Horror horror decor. <laughs> That's or if you, yeah, if you also if you find horror decor shops, uh, send them over to us. Please. Please, we need them. Did we do the thing? 
We fin- We did the thing. We finished the thing, guys. We finished the thing. All right. Well, until the next thing. Until the next time. Love, Love and light. light. Bye. Bye.